This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. I'm Parker Schneider in for Andrea Tice. As the 4th of July holiday arrives in Alabama, many of the state's major roadways are experiencing heavy traffic and gridlock. As residents head to Alabama's beaches and lakes, experts are seeing traffic that is clearly tied to vacationers, with traffic on Highway 65 and the Alabama coast increasing right around the time of checkout at Orange Beach and Gulf Shores condos. Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth went to Twitter last week to voice his frustration with the four-lane I-65 after sitting in traffic for over an hour, saying that his office is working with legislators toward a plan that would widen the highway to six lanes. Governor Ivey has acknowledged the need to widen I-65, but continues to state that she is seeking to invest in other parts of the state as well, especially rural areas. During Friday's broadcast of Mobile Radio FM Talk 106.5's The Jeff Poor Show, State Senator Chris Elliott criticized the Ivey administration's transportation priorities. There's some problems here that just seem to be being ignored by our uh, our, uh, senior or, or, or senior elders at the state level. Well, you're, you're exactly right about that. And this is simply a matter of setting priorities. Uh, and, and the priority needs to be where the congestion is. And I, I say that, and I'm sure, you know, you and your listeners are going, of course, that's the answer. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a, it's almost nonsensical that it would be going anywhere else. Yet you see the governor and, and the transportation director moving forward on spending almost a billion dollars in state only money, no federal match, state only money in West Alabama. And you have to say, why? There's no population there. There's no congestion there. Their argument is that it's for economic development. But let's take care of the roadways we've got. Let's take care of the congestion we've got. And, and let's fix 65. Let's fix 10. Let's, let's get some of these areas where we're seeing chronic backups fixed. Along with keeping an eye on traffic, experts at Alabama Beaches are advising that all visitors beware of a few safety tips. Grant Brown, the public information officer for the city of Gulf Shores, said that there are a few things that people need to be aware of when they visit the Gulf of Mexico, especially the presence of rip currents and how to respond. Brown says that if someone gets caught in a rip current, they should not fight it and instead ride it out and then swim around and come back in. Officials are also warning of sharks in the Gulf, reminding visitors simply to be aware of their surroundings. Up in Birmingham, Mayor Randall Woodfin is lashing out at the U.S. Supreme Court for its decisions on affirmative action and student loans. Woodfin called the decision to ban using race as a factor for college admissions as, quote, short-sighted, dangerous, and not a symbol of progress, end quote. Woodfin also spoke out against the court's decision against Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. Mayor Woodfin has been thought of by some to be a possible rising star in the Democratic Party. In 2020, he did in fact serve as one of 17 keynote speakers at the Democratic National Convention. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall, on the other hand, is praising the Supreme Court for one of its recent decisions. On Friday, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of a web designer who sought an exemption for refusing to design sites for same-sex weddings. Marshall joined a 20-state amicus brief in support of Smith's claim in June of 2022 
and stated on Friday that the court correctly confirmed that freedom means the government cannot coerce anyone to speak against their deeply held beliefs. The decision was made on a 6-3 vote, with all the justices appointed by Republicans in the majority and those appointed by Democratic presidents in the minority. A Tzatziki's employee in Daphne was gunned down last week when he entered the restaurant around 5.30 a.m. on Thursday. The employee was shot in the chest and died shortly after. Travis Lofton, 41 of Mobile, was arrested in the murder case and was booked into the Baldwin County Jail. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, two people are dead and 28 are injured after a shooting at a Baltimore block party. Police received multiple calls around 12.30 a.m. Sunday morning and arrived to find one woman dead and nine others with gunshot wounds, according to Baltimore Police Acting Commissioner Richard Worley. The police are investigating and have not yet named a suspect or motive. Baltimore is already one of the most dangerous cities and boasts some of the most strict gun control laws in the nation. While Mayor Woodvin and other left-leaning politicians and talking heads decry the Supreme Court's decision to restrict the use of race as a factor in college admissions, a recent ABC News poll found that a little more than half of Americans, 52%, approve of the court's decision, while 32% don't approve. Another 16% remain unsure of what they think of it. The poll found that 75% of Republicans approve of the ruling, along with 58% of independents and 26%. Of Democrats. In non-political news, Tesla is having a boom quarter as the company reported second quarter deliveries rising 83% from a year ago after the company slashed its prices repeatedly on its four electric car models. The Texas-based company said on Sunday that it sold a record 466,140 vehicles worldwide from April through June, almost double what it sold during the same period a year earlier. Sales were likely boosted by a $7,500 tax credit from the Inflation Reduction Act that was available for Tesla cars in the second quarter. Whether or not Tesla can continue to be profitable with the price cuts is a question experts and business leaders alike continue to debate. In movie news, Harrison Ford is back as Indiana Jones in the final installment of the series with Ford in the title position. The 80-year-old actor stars in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and is joined by Mads Mikkelsen, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and Antonio Banderas. Despite the franchise's popularity, a massive marketing campaign, and a reported budget of over $300 million, the film's opening domestic weekend was only $60 million. This is less than the seventh Transformers movie that came out earlier this summer at $61 million and $180 million less than fellow Lucasfilm movie Star Wars The Force Awakens' $248 million opening weekend. In a bit of international news, 700 people were arrested early Sunday in Paris after protesters clashed with police as they targeted a mayor's home with a burning car. This came in the fifth night of unrest sparked by the police killing of a teenager. The French Ministry of the Interior said that 719 people were arrested, 45 police were injured, 577 vehicles were set on fire, 74 buildings were set on fire, and 871 fires were set on public roads. The 17-year-old killed by police was buried on Saturday in a Paris suburb. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that the reports come up easily on your podcasting app, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail or whatever app you are using, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or other podcasting apps. I'm Parker Snyder. I will be back again on Wednesday and look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 